Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, friends. Oh, my gosh. I'm really excited because you're in for a treat today with a solo episode from yours truly. Hello there. (laughs) This is going to be my second solo show, and I'm a bit nervous, but I'm also excited mainly because I love the topic I'm covering so much today. So I hope you guys like it, too. But I want to know, do you guys want more solo shows for me? Many of you guys ask me about my story, and I'm open to sharing more, but I'd love to hear about what you specifically want me to talk about. So DM me, send me an email. I want to hear about what you want for me to talk about and if you even like solo shows. Now, before we dive into our episode today, all about heartbreak, I want to actually tell y'all about something I've been working on. And sorry for all the men listening, this specific thing is for the ladies. I love all y'all men. Trust me, do not leave. We need y'all. But this specific resource is for the gals. So ladies, this week, I launched a heartbreak coaching program called the Holy Heal Your Heart six-week group coaching program. It is going to basically be a step-by-step process to becoming a wholehearted, confident, healed woman after heartbreak. Amen to that. And I am so excited because I have taken everything I have learned from experiencing just about every heartbreak and healing scenario, and I have channeled it into a comprehensive step-by-step process to healing, self-love, and renewed hope. And y'all, I am so passionate about this content. If you can't tell my voice already, I'm so excited to share it with you guys. It's going to be six weeks long and it will be taught live as a group in a private Facebook community. And I think the best part of it is you are going to have fellow sisters who also know what it's like that are currently in your shoes walking alongside of you as well. Talk about being seen, right? Like that is the coolest thing. And you even get to make just new best friends. The Holy Heal Your Heart coaching program is not something to just pump you up for a short amount of time. It's not a short fix. This is not a Band-Aid. It is rather a pathway and a real process to true transformative healing and self-discovery as you remain rooted in your faith and feel stronger in worth and value than ever before. So if you're interested, doors are open now to sign up until Tuesday, April 16th at 12 p.m. Pacific. So make sure if you want to sign up, do it now. You can do so at bit.ly forward slash heartbreak coaching. Okay, so before we dive into the solo show, I just have to say y'all have been so epic on Instagram. You've been answering so many polls and sharing your stories, and it's just incredible. If you are not yet a part of our family, you can find us over at at Heart of Dating, and you can connect with me personally on my Instagram at at Kateness. Come over and say hi on both accounts. And men listening, I love to connect with you guys too. Don't think that just because I have pink on my page that no guys are allowed. I'd love for you to come and connect with me on at Kateness and also on our Heart of Dating account. Friends, my hope and my prayer for this episode today is to just connect with any one of you who has been through a season of heartbreak and who has found it difficult to recover. I can't wait to share my story with you and I just really hope it blesses you today. Friends, oh my word, I am so excited to be here with you today just talking and doing this very special solo show. 
I wish you could see me right now. I'm actually in my roommate's closet because it's rush hour outside and there are motorcycles and lots of cars. So I got desperate and I went into her closet to record this just for you guys. All right, I'm committed. But I've been wanting to do an episode about this specific topic today for some time. And I just decided now was the time to do it. Something about doing solo shoes kind of make me a little bit nervous, okay? But you guys gave me such a great response from the last time I did one of these, so I just want to say thank y'all so very much. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for pumping me up. So I decided I got to do it again. I got to get out there. So here's what's going to happen. Today's episode is going to really get into my story of heartbreak. Now, friends, this is a topic that we have not really covered a lot, and one reason for that is because there aren't a ton of people talking about it. But today we're talking about it, or rather I'm talking about it because heartbreak is a huge part of my story. So I want to start by just giving you a brief rundown of some of my dating history and some of my heartbreak history, and then I'll get into a really big heartbreak story. I dated nonstop from the ages of 14 to 24. Mm -hmm, You heard that right. I was in back-to-back relationships. I just could not be alone. And at the age of 16, this is not a weird fact. This is a true fact. Well, it's weird and true, but I had 16 boyfriends at the age of 16. And then after that, I jumped into a five-year relationship. And part of that relationship was actually long distance. And then immediately after that, I got into a relationship with a guy who ended up not being what I thought at all. He ended up being incredibly toxic and abusive. For two and a half years, I stayed in that relationship that was completely codependent. Oh my gosh, was it ever so codependent until finally, you guys, finally, God woke me up from the nightmare I was living in. It really was such a nightmare. I got to such a low point. I had truly hit my lowest of lows. I lost so much of my self-worth and my identity and my value. I felt totally alone until I realized... I wasn't alone. I may have pushed friends and family away, but God was still there waiting. I could ignore him, but I could never truly push him away. He was always there. So friends, after that abusive relationship, after the relationship that wreaked havoc on my life, I took some much needed time off to really find myself and reclaim my identity. It's a hard reality to face realizing that you just don't really love yourself. And maybe some of you have been there. Or maybe some of you are there right now. And I just want to say, you are not alone. I know what it's like. I have questioned everything about myself. I did not like myself for a long time, especially after that abusive relationship. I felt totally worthless. I felt invaluable. I felt like I was too much and not enough all at the same time. And I believed so many lies about myself and about who I was in relationships. So I went on a journey of diving in deep in this time. I saw inner healing. I started to confess my past mistakes to people. And I started beginning to be brave and courageous to share the stories that deeply darkened my past. I unashamedly saw a ton of therapy and mentorship and also was praying through this process a ton. By the way, PSA, I really think that therapy is such an incredible thing to do, especially if you've been through any sort of abusive situation. Just don't even question it. Go to therapy. So in diving into a deep and true love for myself, I honestly, friends, I realized that I could date as a full person 
because dating is not two half people coming together to create one full thing. It is rather two whole people coming together to build something even greater and even fuller. I realized that I had to truly and deeply love myself in order to not lose myself in relationships. I have so much more to say on that. And if y'all want to hear about my recovery from abusive dating relationships, because yes, I've been through more than just the one I mentioned here today, then let me know because I'd be happy to talk about that a bit more. But where I want to camp today is really diving into a relationship that, dare I say, was my biggest heartbreak of all time. It was the relationship that after all this healing work had taken place, after I took time off of dating, after I re-entered the dating space, I finally dated and I found myself in a uniquely wonderful relationship that I thought was it for me. So today I want to share the process of what happened in that specific heartbreak and then share some of my biggest heartbreak takeaways. Okay, so back to story time. Ready? Now, flash forward to after all of my healing from after that abusive relationship, my journey eventually led me to meeting a man that totally changed my life. This relationship was different. It was healthy. It was loving. It was supported by friends and family and community. Y'all, I was like, A to the men, hallelujah to Jesus. The wait is over. Hallelujah. Let's go. You know what I mean? I was like, I found my husband. (laughs) And you know what? Everyone else thought it was it for me too. Everyone was so excited for us to be together because it was a healthy relationship. I mean, honestly, I was like 95% sure that I was going to marry this guy. And then suddenly out of nowhere, it ended. And let's be real. I did not see it coming. At first, he told me, Kate, I don't see peace about our future together. I don't see peace about marrying you. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Come again? I'm sorry. No. (laughs) Are you joking? I was like, you know what? This can't be right. It was just all the denial. Okay. It was back in my mind. It was like everything I thought was true, 95% certain I'm going to marry this guy. All of it was being wiped away and the rug was being ripped under from out from under me and I didn't even know what to do about it. A future I had envisioned with him was dissolving right before my eyes. And I'll be real. In my old ways, I would have crumbled. I would have lost myself. I would have lost all hope. And I could have gone back into questioning myself. I could have gone back into questioning my worth and my value and everything, thinking that dating would never get better for me or that I would never find someone. I would just continue to feel distraught and worn out and frustrated all over again. But this time... I decided to be stronger. So after he said this to me, there was a period of we were still together and we were processing what was the next steps. And I met with my mentor, as I would highly recommend you do in relationships, especially when making big decisions in relationships, like definitely meet with your mentor. And if you don't have one, go get one like right after this episode. (laughs) But I remember her telling me something so pivotal. She asked me, Kate, do you really trust God's plans for your life? And I said, well, yeah, of course I do. And she said, well, then Kate, you have to know that nothing in this case will get in the way of God's will for this situation. You could get back together, but it's likely going to be temporary if it's really not the right thing for you. And then she followed it up with words that totally wrecked me. She said, Kate, at the end of the day, do you want to think that this guy is only with you because you are waving your hands in front of his face, reminding him of how amazing you are? Or do you want someone whose heart is ignited for you, no matter how much you're waving your hands in front of them, reminding how great you are? Oh my gosh. I was like, 
Yes, that's right. I want someone to choose me despite the battles. I wanted to have a man whose heart was ignited for me. Even when he saw the good, bad, and ugly sides of me, I wanted a man who saw the human in me and chose me anyway. So in processing that, my mentor urged me to take a break to seek space and clarity. And at first I was like, heck no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) But the reason why I didn't want to do it is because I didn't want him to forget about me. But at the core, I knew it was the best thing for me. I knew it's what I needed to do, even though I didn't want to do it. I knew I had to trust God. I knew that just a small break wouldn't really change the outcome of if we were supposed to be together for life or not. And I knew that if I stayed and didn't do this break, I would have just been on audition to be his wife. And let me just be real, all of my insecurities would have totally flared up. It would have been nutso. And I probably would have been just totally way more codependent and lost myself even further. So I knew that the break was the best decision. So I suggested to this boyfriend that in the midst of all of his confusion that we take a break. And my goodness, y'all, I needed that break more than anything. Like, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you to my mentor. I needed that break because in that break, God showed me ways that I had been idolizing this guy. Though he was a great man and he was a man that was better than many guys I had dated, he was still not perfect. And instead of comparing him to all the past old guys that weren't that great, I instead had to start comparing him to Jesus. And when I did that, when I compared him to Jesus, it totally leveled the playing field. He was a man of great character, but he still was nowhere near to the level of Jesus. Just like none of us will ever really be, right? We can never achieve that level of perfection, which is why putting someone on a pedestal is very problematic. It also didn't make sense that I was just comparing him to past guys I dated because none of those guys were all that great. So why was I doing that? Think about it. How many times do you guys listening actually do that in your own life? So in that week, during that break, God showed me that I remember had to remember how worthy and valued I was. Where I thought I was lucky to get him, who was someone so great, God reminded me that this guy was lucky to have someone like me. In so many ways, I put too much of myself and my hopes and my dreams in that one relationship. I finally found something that I thought was perfectly worth keeping, and I put every single egg I had into that basket. And in the process, I forgot about loving myself. I forgot about continuing to prioritize solid vision for my life. And now suddenly, everything was on the brink of disappearing right in front of my eyes. It was clear that I had fallen back into an old tendency. But this time, I could be stronger and I could rewrite the ending to be something different. This time, I knew it didn't have to take me down. This time, I could instead choose to trust that God's plans were great. I could choose to love myself and know my worth above all. I also knew I could leave this breakup knowing that I was still worthy of love, even if the seemingly perfect relationship did not work out. One thing I did during that break was I journaled a ton, which side note, I totally recommend if you're going through any sort of breakup or confusing season or just in general, journaling is so helpful to find clarity and it's very therapeutic. So I specifically wanted to come prepared to fight the lies of rejection if that was the case and if we were going to break up after this break was over. So I knew that if I didn't do this, if I didn't have truths that could fight the lies, that I could easily slip back into my old mindset. So 
during that break, I wrote down the truths. And I'm going to share just a few of them from my actual journal right now. I have the journal. I'm going to read you what I wrote in that journal. And y'all, these these pages are tear-stained. Oh my goodness. But I wrote to myself, Kate, it is not that you are not good enough. You are perfectly crafted, so loved, and so worthy. God's love and plans for you supersede this rejection. If this is what you thought God's best was, then that means his true best is going to blow your flippin' mind, girl. God is setting you apart for something even greater, Kate. Believe that. This rejection does not mean that you are unlovable. You are loved first and foremost by God. Kate, you have to know that in the end, you are so deserving of love. Lastly, Kate, do not focus on the why. Focus on the what to do to move forward. Those are some of my journal entries. Oh gosh, it makes me almost emotional reading those. There is so much power in speaking the truth. And I got I to gotta tell you guys that even though that breakup was beyond confusing to me, I can confidently say that every single day I hold fast and strong to the truth that God's promise for my life and for your life, all of our lives, is so infinitely better than anything we could ever craft on our own accord. And that, friends, has allowed me to power walk with my head held high each and every day with an air of confidence, holding on to a renewed hope that exists in Christ alone. I learned truly and deeply that there is protection in rejection. Maybe I couldn't really see it at the time. Maybe I couldn't see it in that month right after that breakup, but I know that I had blind spots and I trusted that God knows better and that he was protecting me from the things that I couldn't see because on paper, it didn't make sense. So I had to trust that God knew way better than I did. So now in sharing that story, I want to give you all my three biggest lessons from heartbreak. Because I'm sure that maybe some of you listening can relate to going through a heartbreak that just did not make sense or that was so confusing. And I just want to share with you at least three different learnings that I really hope and pray will just touch you and encourage you today. Friends, I want to take a quick pause in today's episode to tell you about something I am so excited about. I just want to say that I know the struggle is real with dating in our current culture. It can be murking and confusing and sometimes just so frustrating. Do you ever feel like you have no idea what you're doing or that you keep trying and failing or that you just don't know how to handle hard situations or conversations with people? Or maybe you just feel stuck in a dating wasteland with no good potentials. I get it and I have felt a ton of those exact same things. Now, a huge issue when it comes to dating is that we don't have a ton of great resources out there for guidance. The Bible doesn't talk about dating because it didn't exist at the time. And now today, about 50% of the church in the U.S. is single, and even that number is growing. So the problem is that we need resources. I get it. I get all your frustrating feelings. So I have made it a goal of mine to research and talk to pastors and watch videos and read as many books as I can just so that I can be equipped to do this podcast as well as go into my own dating life with the best and sharpest possible tools. And I have exciting news today. I have compiled all of my favorite dating resources and created a free resource guide for you so you don't have to scour for all the best things to read or watch anymore. It is called The 7 Resources to Change the Dating Game. 
I truly believe that this guide will help you navigate this journey with clarity and intention. It is going to help you to sharpen the tools in your toolbox and get out there and date amazingly. You can grab this free resource by visiting heartofdating.com forward slash seven resources. That is heartofdating.com forward slash seven resources. I am so excited for you guys to get your hands on this incredible free resource. Heartbreak lesson number one is love yourself to not lose yourself. This is first and foremost uh, non-negotiable because in past relationships, I've struggled to know what this really means and it really, really wrecked me. Without knowing a true love for ourselves, first and foremost, we won't stand a chance in relationship. We will expect too much of the other person. We will look to them to complete different voids in our life that they are never supposed to complete. The reality check here is no person will ever complete you. Only God will complete you and he will be the one to provide abundantly and fully for your heart and for your mind. Only in him can you be fully satisfied. Love is not some fairy tale romance where we find our perfect soulmate that makes us feel like we are on top of the world. That sounds sweet and that sounds great, blah, 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 but it's also unrealistic and it's also a bit unsafe. The person we will meet will add to our lives, but they will not complete our lives. We are already fully and loved and fully whole without another person in our life. So we have to get that right from the start of dating. We have to get that right before we even enter in relationships or else we will put too much of our identity into that relationship. Understanding an unshakable love for ourselves first will actually help us to withstand storms within dating. It will also allow us to hold our heads up high during a breakup should that be the fate of the relationship. Let me tell you what, guys, knowing a deep and true love for myself grounded in Jesus has been the only thing that's pulled me out of the trenches and allowed me to view this specific breakup, the one I'm talking about today, as redirection versus just rejection. It was only because I had established a deep and true love for myself. And even through that relationship, I was working on that. And through that break, I worked on it even further. So all this to say, if right now you question your lovability or your worthiness, or if you are unsure, if you are truly loved by God, my suggestion would be to work on sorting that out before even considering entering entering into a dating relationship because it's just going to be hard and going to be miserable. Just remember, friends, that self-love is the key ingredient in any dating relationship. You have to get that right. Okay, heartbreak lesson number two. You won't always have all the answers to why. I know that some of you guys are like, but why? I'm like, I know. I can't tell you why. I'm sorry. You don't get to know all the whys. God doesn't give that to us. It's true. The truth is that God does not promise to tell us exactly why suffering and pain happens. He just doesn't. And you don't want to know why. Do you want to know why that's such a blessing? Because sometimes we might not actually be able to handle it if we knew all of the full truth. Something that truly set me free after my last relationship was holding on to this simple truth. God gave me free will. I could have begged my ex to stay with me. We could have stayed together, but at the end of the day, would it really have been God's best for me? Nope. This breakup happened for a reason. And even if at the time I didn't truly understand that reason, I know that if I do trust God and if I trust that he is a good God and that he is good to me, then I can have peace that he protected me from knowing all of the whys of why that relationship ended. Too many times, instead of coming to peace with his protective will, we can get obsessed with the why. We go into this downward spiral thinking that we need to know every detail and understand every last facet of why this didn't work out. 
And sometimes in the process, what happens is we're like, okay, we're never satisfied. We are like, I'll know everything I need to know after I know this or after I figure this out. Then we start ruminating and looking for things. We start stalking our ex on Instagram. We start replaying old conversations and situations in our minds. We watch old videos and look at old photos and we read old texts and none of that is helping you. None of it. This is what that will do. It will fixate you to that person. This fixation will glue you to the very person that you need to forget. That's just a PSA. And you don't want that to happen. I love something that Beth Moore says. She says, darling, you've fooled around and eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You've done what Eve did. You've eaten from that tree. You wanted to know what God knew. The point is, God has already told you what you need to know and what your heart and mind can tolerate without completely self-destructing. So we need to stop insisting on knowing something that we are not capable of handling. There is knowing and then there is too much knowing. Too much knowing will drive us into a dark abyss. Think about it. How many times have you begged someone to tell you something? Like, no, just tell me, just tell me, just tell me. And then they told you and then you're like, actually, I can't handle that information. Actually, that's really tough for me to hear. This is the same thing that happens when we insist on knowing all of the whys after a breakup. When God insists on the discovery, he also provides you with grace to handle the information. So at the end of the day, God is truly the only one who can provide you with the closure you're looking for in this relationship. So there is no point to focus on the why it happened. You will spiral into a downward abyss trying to understand something that God is protecting you from deeply understanding. Trust me on that one. So instead, I want to encourage you to focus on the what you're going to do to move forward and remember that you are not alone and there is hope. In that last breakup, I could not focus on the why because none of it really made sense. And let me tell you what, friends, by focusing instead on the what to do to move forward over time, God revealed things to me. He revealed things to me through dreams and visions, and I journaled a ton, and just revelations came to me through prayer over time. So he gave me inklings. He allowed me, but it was when I started healing. It was when I was more prepared for some of those answers. Then I was like, whoa, God, you're right. I missed that. So friend, I want to just keep encouraging you to focus on the what to do to move forward. Okay. Heartbreak lesson number three, have hashtag boundaries. Okay, do not reach back out to your ex. Please do not do that. Do not make any decisions when you are in an emotional state. This means when you are sipping that glass of wine with your friends and you start feeling a little bit sad or sentimental, that is not the time to get out your phone and send a text. No, you are in an emotional state. If it's over, you do not need to send a text to get further closure. Okay, I'm saying this from experience because I have done it and I've had to fight the urge and to do this over and over because I know where it ends up. I know what'll happen when I send that text. I just really wish that temptations like this came with a warning label. Like in the moment of almost texting your ex, I wish we could check the label and it would say, warning, this will make you feel good for one night. Then you will regret this decision for the next week. And you might even cry a lot. You might even wish that you hadn't done it in the first place. So proceed with caution. If the temptation said that, I'd be like, oh, okay. So like one night of feeling good for then a week of crying. Okay, maybe I won't do that. (laughs) Nope. So don't go back and text your ex. I hear and I have so many people writing in like, should I reach back out for further clarity? Should I reach back out and just check in with them? No, 
don't do it. Friend, remember, you want someone whose heart is ignited to choose you through the good, bad, and ugly. Do not reach back out to them. If you really need to to write it out, write it in a text thread note section. Send it to one of your friends, but don't send it to them. So I also want to encourage you, not only do you do you not want to text them, but I want you to come up with other boundaries and stick to them. So here are some practical boundaries I encourage after a breakup. First, get rid of anything specific that reminds you of your ex. Last time in that big breakup that I'm talking about, I had to actually redecorate my house because that ex helped me move into my apartment. He helped me set everything up. He helped me hang all the curtains. He even came with me to buy furniture. And it just, there were memories of him everywhere. So I redecorated a bit. I kind of rearranged. My mom came. We had a girls weekend. We blasted music and ate pizza on the floor and it was a blast. So get rid of some of the things that remind you of your ex. And that also means photos. So either delete old photos or set them aside in a folder with a locked password. I know some people are really sentimental, but having the temptation to look at those folders or those photos while you're going through the healing process of a breakup is not the best for you. Let me tell you what, it will only make you be sentimental and remember all the memories. And if you're still healing and you're still in a vulnerable place, it's not good for your heart. Okay, another thing, another boundary, unfollow or defriend them on Instagram and Facebook if you have to. I'm telling you right now, it's not a mean thing to do. You need to take radical ownership of your own healing, which means that that kind of a boundary might be necessary. It doesn't mean that you don't like them. It doesn't mean that you hate that person. It just means you need to do it for you. You need to protect yourself. And if you don't want to unfriend them, well, at least know that on Instagram, at le- and I think on Facebook as well, you can use the hide feature. So you never have to see their Insta stories and you never have to see their feed pop up on your Instagram feed. So do that in the very least. But I just recommend unfollowing and defriending them. It's probably the healthiest. You guys are responsible for you. So you need to set yourself up with success and be realistic and healthy in what you really need. Make sure in your boundaries that you're keeping your close people close and you're telling them what you need accountability on. Make sure that you just have people around you that know where your weak points are and can call you out when they see that you're doing it. Also, just a side note for me personally, I don't drink after a breakup. Um, And I'm talking like one glass of wine. I don't do anything after a breakup Um, because any sort of alcohol, even just one glass of wine may compromise your emotional cognition. So I'm like, nope. If that's going to make me start missing them, being sentimental, or maybe even reach out to them, I'm not doing it. So I usually take a fast from any sort of wine things. And I also take a fast from any rom-coms. This is just my way of like some extra boundaries because I don't want to watch love stories. It's going to make me cry. It's going to make me sad. So set yourself up for success instead. Friends, I hope hearing part of my rejection and heartbreak story today has been helpful for you. And you know what? Here's the deal with heartbreak and rejection. We can't be fully immune to it. The reality is we will probably go through more rejections in our lives. But let me tell you what, today I am now able to receive men saying that they might not see a life with me without being totally heartbroken. Why? Because I'm not here to wave my hands in front of someone to convince them to be with me. I want someone whose heart is ignited for me. I realize that rejection doesn't have to tell me anymore that I am unworthy. It can instead get me excited that I am being protected from less than God's best. So every rejection is one step closer to your forever yes. Don't forget that. 
in the meantime of just dating and meeting this person, I got to know someone really awesome. And I got to know more about myself in the process. And it's not a lost cause. There's still so much learn for every relationship that you have. And that's pretty awesome. So we need to reshift that narrative. I am not in the business of forcing relationships with people who are not interested in me. But what I am in the business of is wanting to meet stellar individuals. I want to gain new perspectives. And if I can see it like that, then heartbreak doesn't have to be all that devastating. Okay, friends, this is all I have for you today. I'm sure I could say more. I want to do more episodes and talk about this even more. It is my biggest heart cry. I love talking about heartbreaks. I love walking you guys through your season of breakup and heartbreaks and confusion. So if you want to hear more about dealing with rejection, heartbreak, or even if you want to hear more specific stories of heartbreak and what I learned, because trust me, I have a lot of them, then let me know, okay? I would love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. The last thing is I want to remind you that you are not alone. There are so many other people going through this too. Very, very, very last thing, do not wave your hands to convince someone to be with you. You're going to stop doing that from this day forward, okay? You want someone whose heart is ignited to choose all the good and all the not so good parts of you. Love you, friend. Bye. Man, y'all, I just love talking about heartbreak. I hope you enjoyed this episode, but feel free to be honest with me. Let me know if you liked it. Let me know if you want more solo shows. I want to hear all the realness, okay? Lastly, you should know that we have a private Heart of Dating Facebook group where we talk openly and vulnerably about so much of what we cover on these podcasts. We really just get into the nitty gritty details of specific situations that you're going through, dates you're going on, advice you need, just all of the things. We have tons of people committed to sharing their stories and wise input. And it's amazing to me to see how much advice has been shared all across the board. So if you want a safe place to share your story or just get amazing advice and make new friends, then come and join us us over on Facebook. First, like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash heart of dating, and then click on groups on the left-hand side and request to join our group. Just make sure you answer the few short question prompts in order to be accepted. And we will see you there. I cannot be more thankful for your support of the Heart of Dating podcast. I am blown away by your rankings, reviews, messages, all of it. If you want to be a part of our inner circle and support what we are doing, we encourage you to pledge any dollar amount that you want on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heart of dating. Also, if you like this podcast, would you please consider giving us a review? It helps us immensely and we cannot thank you more. Until next time, friends.